One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It is Friday here on Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, Patrick Oni with you today. One final time this week. That means it is time for us to take a look back at the week that was. We're going to give you our best stories of the week. We're going to throw the worst of the week into the fryer. Of course, a brand new Richard of the week will be crowned. Potentially, maybe we'll see about that. Um, I'm debating on a few stories, but definitely a few of them need to go into the fryer. So why don't we just get after it here on Critical Thinking? <laughs> Mr. Pat Oney, how are you today on this wonderful Friday to end the first full week in December? Oh, it's Friday. It's all I can say. It's been a Looking week, huh? It's yeah, been, been a week. week. It's been a week. Um, I think we know which story belongs at the worst story of the week for both of us. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna save that story. I think it's a story that everybody's gonna be talking about. Um, so we'll save that for, for the, uh, worst of the week, but why don't we start with our best stories of the week? Some positivity on this Friday. Um, I'm just going to go first. I think the easiest okay. story for me this week, the best story this week is what has been going on with my Wisconsin Badgers, um, watching them, um, make the hire of Luke fickle and, and swing for the fences. And then Luke fickle swing for the fences with the hiring of Phil Longo as the offensive coordinator. And then to watch them go out on the recruiting trail and um, do some damage here um, in terms of getting some big four and five star recruits into the fold uh, for official visits. Um, th that's my best story this week. Watching Wisconsin enter the 21st century. I never thought I would see it. I knew that Jim Leonard would like to have tweaked the offense a little bit, but I never thought they would go, hey, um, this is the 21st century, and this is where offenses are. We need to evolve or die. And I never thought that Jim Leonard would have the cojones to just say, no, three yards in a cloud of dust is gone. Um, instead, it's going to be, we're going to pound the rock, and we're going to take the top off the offense. I'm loving everything that I'm seeing about Luke Fickle and, 
and uh, what he's done in building a staff and what he's done with that Badger program. So that's my best story of the week. Phil Longo becoming the offensive coordinator for the Wisconsin Badgers. I'm I'm fascinated to see how this works because the last time that some of this was tried was with Gary Anderson uh, when he came in from Utah State, right? The problem with Gary Anderson coming in from Utah State is that he never had the bona fides that a Luke Fickle did. They didn't have the financial commitment that the athletics board and the board of regents put together. And most importantly, he never got the buy-in. And that was because he tried to become King Kong, if you will, right? Uh, Never understood that academics also still mattered at Wisconsin. Like, it's kind of crazy the differences that exist that um, shorten or... um, not shorten, but uh, shrink the pool of players that you can recruit from. And he never thought about that. He fought it all the time. That's the biggest difference. And so we'll see what happens going forward here. But uh, I'm going to be fascinated to see how quickly that change happens, especially because we've seen some of the the uh, the player defections and, and some of the things that have happened that might be able to allow you to do this that couldn't have happened in the Gary Anderson era because of NIL, because of the transfer portal and the things that happened now that weren't in place then. So I'm going to be fascinated by that. That's my best story of the week, though, uh, to watch the Badgers just swing for the fences. Just out of curiosity, though, uh, did Jim Leonard get another job? Um, that that I'm aware of. I know, he's t- I know that um, he's taking some time to just kind of be with his family. He is going to coach the Badgers throughout through the bowl game and then kind of reevaluate where he's going to go. Personally, I think um, there's a a place that involves green and gold and uh, green Bay that he might end up in um, because people are not enamored with Joe Barry as the defensive coordinator up there. And he almost got that job last time. And I think what he recognizes is that, um, the potential for him in college football to become a head coach was at Wisconsin. And I think he would much rather stay in the state than do anything else. Um, so I, I, he hasn't gotten another job. I know some things, you know, because I know I have been in contact with sources and, and all of those things, but, uh, but I would be surprised to see him um, leave the state of Wisconsin. Let's just put it that way. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. I, I think he would take a year to reevaluate some stuff. It's not like he is, is hurting for money or or anything at this point in time. So I, there, there's not a motivation for him to just jump. Let's just put it that way. I mean, if, if what you're saying is true, I, I could see him going to Green I mean, Green Bay needs some, uh, some help this offseason. So I could definitely see something. Uh, happening there yeah especially specifically in that secondary um mm-hmm. jair alexander is having the worst year of his career by a long shot right now and it seems like he took that that loss of the captaincy um to heart and has just been god awful at the worst possible times um mm-hmm. including against philadelphia the last time out um where he where he allowed a touchdown that should never have happened because he thought he had deep safety coverage and didn't jump the route and uh oh there's nobody behind you <laughs> uh, 
Anywho, uh, that being said, Pat, what is your best story this week? Uh, my best story this week is going to be what Elon Musk is doing at Twitter. And it, it, essentially for me, when we when Elon Musk first announced that he was going to uh, buy Twitter, and we, we kind of had these back and forth moments of like, oh, there's hope that he's going to buy Twitter. Oh, he's not going to buy Twitter. Oh, there's good. He's doing things at Twitter right now that I've hoped would happen at Twitter for the longest time. And uh, he just released, I don't know if you saw this, but he released last night a uh, second Twitter files, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and through Barry it, Vice, it um, used formerly, I believe, of the Washington Post, um, who is now starting her own website called the Free Press, the FP.com. So you're going to want to check that out, by the way, because I think that's going to be a fascinating website to, to take a look at because they're, yeah. they're actually looking at classical journalism again. And so I'm right. going to be fascinated by that. But yeah, Barry Weiss is the one who released it. Um, and here's the caveat with all of that, of course, Pat. All of these mm. things are being released first on Twitter and then um, supporting documentation and furtherance of the the tweet thread comes at the the website so in this case it was the fp.com and in the previous one it was matt taibbi's um substack. right right so you're gonna have to check out all, by the way i just wanted everybody to know that because it would behoove you to check out the rest of the story on their websites because there's way more information and way deeper investigation into these things because you can't this is the rub that i have with this story in general, is that you can't in a tweet thread give the right. the full account as to what the hell is actually going on here. No, no, you're right. But and it's, also, but, I do have one other thing, Pat. Real quick, um, a memo to journalists out there: if you're going to screen grab, um, you can do that on your um, actual laptop or computer. You don't have to take a picture of your screen. Like, did you notice that that Barry Vice, when she yeah. was releasing these yeah. things, was was yeah, releasing them with a like she was literally taking her iPhone and taking a picture of the screen. It is called Command Shift Four. Use it. Okay. All you Apple. have to do is literally just do that, and it'll produce a clean screen grab, like a picture. Okay, <sighs> Apple person. Mm -hmm. Um. In I'm any sorry, case, does the PC not have that function. Uh, it has the control function. We don't have command. Well, yeah, command is a command function. It's going to tell you what to command the computer to do. Uh, control is also a control function. It'll control the computer on what to do. So we're better than you, it. and you know it. No, no, no. I'll take my PC over your puny little Apple every day. Moving on, Pat. Moving on. Anyway, just a anyway. just a memo to those to journalists out there. You do not need to take your phone out and true. take a picture of your computer screen. You can literally do that on your computer for that, the love of that, everything holy. That is true. Well, um, according to Barry Weiss, uh, a new Twitter files investigation reveals that te uh, teams of Twitter employees build blacklists, prevented disfavored tweets from trending and actively limit the visibility of entire accounts or even trending topics. <laughs> yeah, so 
here's the thing. I, um, I, I, here's the thing for me, Pat. Um, mm. It's not so much that there's any big revelation here. Right. It is everything that we knew about this. And here's a prime example of this, Pat. Uh-huh. Um, prior to the shadow banning and things that were going on and prior yep. to me kind of refocusing my Twitter on more political things rather than sports only, right? And then right. sprinkling in some politics here and there. Um, <clears throat> and most of that is was directed at the time at um, other sports writers who were just left-wing loons. Um, prior to that, I had about a 1,200-person following, okay? Right. Not huge, but big enough, okay? Big enough. And it was growing. It was growing steadily. So I could have seen myself in the 13s to 1,500 range real quick, okay? That's a pretty large following for a non-viral um, independent journalist, okay? They had docked me down under 1,100 at, at my low point for my follower count. I am now back over 1,100 on my follower count <laughs> since Elon Musk put this stuff into, into orbit, if you will. So I wanted people to get a frame of reference of what was going on, and I can right. guarantee you that I was shadow banned. Because the actions and the inability, I could go weeks and weeks and weeks and months, Pat, with no movement one way or the other on my follower account. And that is theoretically impossible to do on its own. The, right. the inability for people to say, I'm going to unfollow that guy, or the inability of somebody to follow me for months on end, that's not normal. Not even right. One. I, I mean, I, I've had the same problem. Um I mean, I, I don't think I quite had as many followers as you mm -hmm. did, but I, I, I've I've lost followers, and I have not been able to gain followers for years. But uh, it, she points out uh, what happened with Dan Bongino. I'm like, well, if this happened to Dan Bongino. I mean, how many other people did this happen to? And which is probably everybody within the the same conservative sphere of influence that are tweeting similar things. So, are you and I shadow banned? Most likely, or were, or mm -hmm. or were. You know, so or and we and we could still possibly be, you know, it, it's but but I like what Elon is doing over there. And I like that he's exposing all of this and trying to build a platform that that people can trust, not just. You know, spewing information all the time, right? What he's doing is tearing the house down uh, to the studs. Right now. Right. That's what right. he's doing. Exactly. And I, mm. I think people are freaking out because how the hell do you do that at a company that needs to function on a day-to-day -day basis? Here's the rub with Twitter and Facebook and some of these other sites that are out there. Once you've gotten your base code together and you've got the product out there, right? The code writes itself. Right. So all you need is the monitoring of the code and making sure that the site can function and the apps are functioning and this, that, and the other thing. But Basically, the 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 business runs itself. Okay, um, so he can take the time to take the infrastructure and rebuild it correctly, and that's exactly what he's attempting to do here. He is attempting to say, "Hey, look, here's the honest truth of what was going on at this company. It was ugly. I don't like it." 
And it, the other part of this story that we haven't covered is the fact that uh, James Baker, the FBI, the former FBI um, individual, um, he's the one that's behind the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story, as we find out. And we also mm. find that out because he was attempting to redact uh, the information that Matt, Matt Taibbi was uh being allowed to see and james baker was still at twitter as of this past week he was still there and elon musk fired his ass as soon as he heard that he was the one behind attempting to suppress and blacklist some of that information that was getting to matt taibbi he was going through it in redacting information yep he was doing it to do what to steer matt taibbi away from the fbi so this is how deep rooted that that uh, corruption, the the cover up, the secrets and the lies that existed within Twitter were to the point where people who Elon Musk has a pretty much a bare bone staff going on there. Right. Right. Even the people that are still there are still potentially working on the other side of things. James. Potentially. Uh, not James Comey, but James Baker. Okay, folks, mm. attempting to influence the Twitter files. Still, don't these people don't get it? These people don't get it. And so Elon Musk is cleaning house still. So as he's ripping it down to the studs, he's finding the mold. He's finding the the rats and and all of those things, if you will. And it's going to take some time to rebuild and to reimagine what this is going to look like. I, I think it's fascinating. I think that's the part that makes it the best story of this week for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, with that having been said, Pat, um, any any final comments on what you saw from from Barry Weiss's or Weiss? I think she calls it's Weiss, not Weiss. I'm just used to the German pronunciation. of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So am I. Um, so. Yeah. Especially since Barry Weiss is a uh, is a beverage from our friends at Line and Google's Brewing Company. But uh, <laughs> um, um, that having been said, uh, any final thoughts? Anything that that we saw yesterday in that release that went oh, um, not not off the top of my head, but just I mean, again, I just I like what Elon is doing over there. I like I like that there is becoming, at least in the moment, there, there's a little bit more transparency than what we usually get. Where I mean. Everything that we have we have thought over the last few years about Twitter and what's going on over there is coming to light, um, and it's it's fantastic to watch. It's fantastic to watch him burn the house down, and more so, I think it's nice to see someone that is likely not on the same side as you or I politically mm -hmm. do this. Yeah, because Barry like, is not; uh, she is not somebody of the far right in any way, shape, or form, or even libertarian. I would suggest that she is a more of the Dave Rubin classical liberal. I I was referring more to Elon Musk, but you're you're right there too, um, because I don't think Elon Musk would necessarily share our politics, but but I think he understands the importance of speech. Um mm -hmm. and and what he's trying to do over there is is a reflection of that, and absolutely. It's, 
it's nice to see someone that 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 at least appears to be more on the other side than not. Mm-hmm. It, it's right. nice to see. Yeah, no, and I, and I think for me, the only thing that I would I would caution or not caution, but I would want people to take away from this story is not that oh my god there was shadow banning. I think everybody knew that that existed. Right. It is that was the already, depths of yeah. which it existed that should shock you, mm. and it is the point where they had not one. Not two, but three different layers that you could get into the three circles of hell at Twitter, as I kind of like to call it when I mm. when I was reading this article. And the first layer of hell is we're just gonna sh- sh- shadow ban and uh, pump down your ability to be uh, speaking at volume, if you will, right? Your searchability. They were going to make sure that um, you couldn't trend, you couldn't do these things. Then there's a second layer, and these are the little more of the quote-unquote problematic uh, individuals, right? The the people who have an amplification of their voice already, the Dan Bonginos, the Charlie Kirks of the world, right? And then mm. there's that third layer of hell, which is the super secret uh, layer of hell that involved Jack Dorsey and Viaja Gaddy and a few select other people that even people inside the inner circle at Twitter didn't know whom um, populated this group. And this is this is, I think, the important uh, part of this story for me. Libs of TikTok was it was a fantastic example of this. It was a very special group. I think it was called SIP dash GER or something like that. It was some weird acronym and I don't have it in front of me. But um, the point of the matter is this. Um, They were looking at this from the perspective of these are the people who will raise holy hell. Because Libs of TikTok didn't just sit there and take Twitter shadow banning or Twitter taking down tweets or or doing this or doing that to them, right? They they had th- this individual raised holy hell and made Twitter's life difficult, and so they took them to a third level of hell and tr- treated them with kid gloves, right? Every decision had to be scrutinized and blah 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 because she she because we now thanks to doxing, know the, who this individual is at Libs of TikTok. In fact, to this day, this is the this is the part of the story that should shock you. And, and maybe not in the, the, there's a double standard way, but it should shock you in the way in which they were so cavalier about one side versus the other. They were kid gloves with Libs of TikTok in terms of we're going to, we're going to have this really specialized group of, of people taking a look at everything that this person does, right? And we're going to be able to swiftly and quickly react to anything that this person posts, right? Five, five bands over the course of this past year, not even this past year, five bands over the course of nine months, okay? If it weren't for the connections that she had made with people like Babylon B, people like um, Elon Musk and, and everything else that she had been able to, to gather in her corner, I don't know that she would have survived. But she gets doxxed by Taylor Lorenz and other people on the left. Her address, you could go on Twitter today, and her address is physically published. The tweet that originated all of the doxing of whom she is and where she lives still exists on Twitter today. That wasn't a violation of the doxing and harassment rules. And they were using technicalities to de-platform her and then to allow her opponents to attack her. 
this is the this is the part of the story that should disturb and shock you. This is the depths of which the left will go. They will go so far to make sure that your amplification of your voice is completely taken away and your opponents can do, say, whatever, however they would like to about you. And no consequences for that. There's not a, there's not a, hang on, this is too far, right? Nope, nothing is too far for them. Your physical address, creating physical, the potential for physical harm to you is okay to the Viaja Gaddies, to the Jack Dorseys, to the other individuals. And Jack, for me, has been somebody who has, when confronted with some of these decisions, and, and it looks like he might have even been out of the circle of this when you really read into it, when he's found out about these things, to his credit, has gone, wait a minute, no, 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 I would never have allowed that. And that's why he's been cut out of a lot of these types of decisions over the course of the last two years. That's that's the rub on this story, Pat, for me. It, it's brutal. It's important. And it is the best story of the week for me. Uh, I, I agree that it's one of the best stories of the week because we are finally ripping that Band-Aid off. And I have a feeling there's more to come. Um, I don't know what direction it's going to take, but I I, I have a feeling we're going to get um, we're going to get a wall or two removed, shall you say, if you're mm -hmm. if you're looking at remodeling a house um, before we begin to put drywall back up and and rebuild Twitter. Mm. I, I think uh, I think you're going to see Twitter Twitter files part three and beyond. Now, with that having been said, Pat. Um, I think it's time for us to play a little bit of the beer, not the beer. Are you ready? <clears throat> yep, let's do it. All right, lay that headline on me for one last time, so hopefully we can actually win some of Dominic Izzo's money, because I believe we're almost at break-even for the week. Mm, you missed one. We've gotten all the other ones right. Well, then, fantastic. We're we're up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we're up by, like, thousands of dollars on the year that he has yet to pay us, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. And you think, you know, he would pay us by now because it's the end of the year and he probably wants to uh, close out his books on his uh, MLM money and everything. I would you call know? him an SOP, but I know his mother and his mother's nice. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, in any case, today's headline. See if he's listening. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Says there's there were no female action heroes before she did the Hunger Games. Jennifer uh, Lawrence says there were no female action heroes before she did the Hunger Games. Yes, Andrew Coppins, you have a question. Okay, well, let's just continue. Okay, okay, just okay. Um, while you're thinking about that answer, uh, folks, it's almost Christmas. It's Christmas is coming. If you need some good stocking stuffers. All you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and they've got some great stuff over there in terms of coffee, tea, hot chocolate. All you would need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com use the promo code CriticalThinking at checkout. Mm -hmm. You'll get 5% off your purchase. They do really do make great stocking stuffers. 
If you're going to get them for Christmas, though, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you order now. Don't wait any longer because, you know, by next week, I don't know that anyone can guarantee that you're going to get any, everything by Christmas if, if that's the case. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com today. Use the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout. Get 5% off your purchase. And by the way, you can get a gift box for your coffee lover, your hot cocoa lover, your tea lover right yeah. now uh, for the holidays and for as little as $55, which will get you um, the top selling coffee and one of their holiday flavors. Um, so that's a heck of a deal, folks. Um, you're getting, what, three pounds of coffee, maybe four uh, pounds of coffee for $55. And believe it or not, that is actually a deal right now, considering the cost of coffee has gone up significantly over the past year uh, to the point where, yes, even the Nespresso Virtue, like the the little packets that you get for the Nespresso's, uh, Pat, they just announced they are going up a dollar, a not a dollar a sleeve, a dollar per little one. A dollar, each of them. So it went, if you if you were spending like a dollar ten, it's going to now be two dollars and ten cents. That's the cost of coffee today has gone up that much that they have to do that to uh, account for all of the inflation and all of the the cost and all that stuff. So fifty five dollars right. might seem like a little bit of money, but if you've got a coffee lover in your family, go there right now, get it ordered so that it can be delivered in time for the holidays. Right now, coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code critical thinking will get you 5% off of that $55 purchase. And with that, Pat, I don't need the headline anymore because Jennifer Lawrence is stupid. So stupid that she would actually say this. So I'm going to go with this being not the B because uh, I'm going to guess she is so stupid that she's never seen aliens. Well, uh, you would be correct. This is not the B. And the full headline is. Jennifer Lawrence says there was no female action heroes before she did the Hunger Games, so please take a moment to mourn for Sigourney Weaver, who apparently never existed. I was just going to say, that's why I mentioned the Aliens reference, because when I came through this, I was like, the action star. I'm thinking like Sigourney Weaver and Aliens. What year was that? Oh, 1979, before either one of us was alive, Pat. Two years after my dad graduated high school, for crying out loud. What about Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween? That's not I mean, an action movie. That's a movie. horror movie. Yeah, but still, I mean, she That's was not an action movie. The only thing I could also suggest is what was the. I'm going to look this up. Uh, hang on one second here. While you're looking that up here, here's the quote from Jennifer okay, Lawrence. Well, what about um, um, Linda Carter in Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. Yeah, that was, that's a good one. 1975 to 79, the television series. Mm-hmm. Was that not an action hero? Hi, Jennifer Lawrence over here, Sigourney Weaver, and Linda Carter suggest. <laughs> um, You'd be well, dead wrong. Here's, here, here's the quote from Sigourney, or, or from, from Jennifer Weaver. Lawrence. Um, I remember when doing I was doing the Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work because we were told girls and boys can both identify as or both identify with a male lead, but boys cannot identify with a female lead. And it just makes me so happy that every single time I see the movie come out that just blows through every one of these beliefs 
and proves that it is a lie to keep certain people out of movies, to keep certain people in the same positions that they've always been in. By the so, way, I, I saw, so wait, Pat. There's more to this story. By the way, it just uh, happened to. I was googling first woman action hero, right, to see the uh, list of like previous action heroes that were female leads in massive movies, right? And of uh, course, Sigourney uh, Weaver in Aliens. That was the one that came to my head right away because of Aliens two and three. But hey, um, Jennifer Lawrence is clarifying, okay, <clears throat> that um, it just came out wrong, and it. It was really meant as an expression of how good it feels to be a feminine force <clears throat> in a male-dominated genre. Uh, um, she got roasted on Twitter for this, by the way. Oh, like, and hard. rightfully so. That's certainly yeah. not what I meant to say at all. I know I'm not the only woman who has ever let an action film began, Jennifer, famously playing uh, protagonist uh, Katniss Everdeen. Or Den or whatever. Yeah. I, I can't say I've ever seen the Hunger Games. Sorry, not sorry. Um, because that was literally like the it was like, you know, by the time that that came out, right? That was like uh -huh. me in my 30s. Like, what the hell am I watching the damn Hunger Games for? I that, that just felt weird. Like, it was, you know, a movie and an action sequence that was geared towards what preteens and teens. And that'd be a little creepy and weird. But anyway, what I meant to emphasize was how good it feels. And I meant that and I meant that with Viola Davis to blow past these old myths that you hear about, about the chatter that you would hear around that kind of thing. But it was my blunder and it came out wrong. I had nerves talking about or I had nerves talking to a living legend like Viola Davis. She originally made the bizarre claim during a sit down with Davis as part of the uh, Variety's Actors on Actors series. That is a bunch of of crap from jennifer lawrence yeah if i ever heard it that mm -hmm. it look I, can i understand that you might misspeak from time to time absolutely but you own that poop you just own it and say yeah i made a mistake but hey here we are needless to say pat it is time for us to move on because it's also time for us to crown a brand new richard of the week are you ready to do so oh let's do it All right, Pat, who are the four nominees this week? I think we know at least two of them, possibly three. Well, um, we mentioned one earlier this week, and that was uh, Howard Stern for his uh, comments on Kirstie Alley after her passing. Mm -hmm. God rest um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We still have Vladimir Putin for his war crimes in Ukraine. But I can make an argument um, that he's not really a Richard this week. He's the winner of this week. He he got Vladimir the version of death back for a a yeah yeah he yeah. he pulled one so far over on America this week I can't I, just well and then you've got Joe Biden on the other end of that mm -hmm. which I'm going to get into that story here in a few minutes because it's part of my worst story of the week but essentially Joe Biden did something very very stupid and I'm like why 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 would you do this. And it's not just that. It mm. is also the fact that um, he is now just a self-parody within a self-parody. Right. He's literally laughing at his own gaffes now because he knows that he's making them. And that is a sign of senility, by the way. And then, of course, you have Justin Trudeau. 
And for a reminder of what that was about, um, go back to yesterday's show. Go back to yeah, go back to yesterday's show. He he basically claimed that uh, he welcomes freedom of thought and speech and all this sort of stuff in Canada. And peaceful protestation, um, yes. without uh, agitation from the government. Yeah, yeah, believes in all <laughs> shit. <laughs> right, yeah. Anywho, um, so. All right, so we got Howard Stern, Vladimir Putin, we've got Joe Biden, and we have our fine friend to the north, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, uh-huh. Who is your winner for Richard of the Week this week, Mr. Pat Honey, whom you can follow on the uh, social medias at the Pat Honey Show, by the way? Um, see, I know you say Vladimir Putin. Oh, no, it? no, no. I do not say Vladimir Putin. Oh, I thought, well, I thought you did say that just a few minutes ago. No, no, no. I I congratulate the crap out of him. I was going to say, yeah, I kind of. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I, I think I got to go with Joe Biden. See, I got to go Howard Stern. Howard Stern? Uh, who does that? Who does that? Uh, it, literally the day that, that we find out that Kirstie Alley dies. Decides That's that true. it's about her vax status or politics. And, and basically true. is happy that the person died. Um, is well, there anything I more mean, Richard than that? Howard Stern has been known to do crap like that before. So, Right, but That's that doesn't true. mean that it's, oh, because you did it before, doesn't mean it's right. Oh, I agree. All right, we'll go with Howard Stern. Howard Stern it is. Because here's the deal for me. Uh, when it comes to... Um, our fine president, Joseph Marionette Biden. He's an idiot. Being an idiot isn't necessarily Richard. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, getting that's fair. one pulled over on you, is, is that really Richard? I will say this, the response coming out of the White House could be that, but we'll get into that in a little bit in the fryer. Um, now, speaking of that, Pat, it is time for us to go into the fryer. Um, so let us start with... Each of our worst stories of the week, and I'm going to let you go first because I need to oh, control time. Go Yay. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad because I, I want to go off on this story. I really, really do. Yeah. So everyone, I already hinted at this. Everyone uh, should have seen as of yesterday that uh, the Biden administration traded an arms dealer. Not just Russians. any arms dealer, Pat. Yeah, I know he's the merchant of death. Not just the merchant of death, but he is responsible for allegedly hundreds of murders, yep. Yep. Um, terrorism around the world, and yep. Um, yep. yeah, yeah. Anyway, he was traded to the Russians for Brittany Griner. Now look. I don't particularly have any feelings towards Brittany Griner one way or the other. But I do have a major problem trading someone of that status that is a, you know, more or less a world-renowned terrorist and has contributed to those things for a WNBA player that broke the law in Russia. Now... You can say that that law is stupid all you want. It's still the law in Russia. I have no control over that. Neither does anyone here. No one has any control over that. She knew it. She broke it. 
she got the consequences for it. That being said, have you uh, heard the name, by the way, uh, Andrew, of uh, Paul Whalen? Uh, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> you, you've heard that name? Okay. So, uh, Paul Whalen, uh, who is he? Well, he's an American Marine soldier, okay, who's also in prison in Russia for dubious reasons. He's serving a multi-year sentence over there. He served his country. Brittany Griner, does she does she have love for America, by the way? Do, do you think she really likes America, per se? Or is she more of the uh, progressive, left-leaning kind of crowd that... Uh, you know, would, would like to kneel at the national anthem and just kind of poo-poo all over the the um, traditional American values. So I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying that I don't care about your protestation of the national anthem necessarily. Right. That's not, that's okay, not it's what not I'm about that for me. Okay, mm -hmm. it has nothing mm -hmm. to do with that because you have every right in the world to to protest whatever you think and want to protest. Okay, I, right. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is the things that she has said in conjunction with that. Okay, right. She has made statements that are not just anti-national anthem. It is that she believes that America is a bad country. Right. Okay, so then leave it. Go, go. She's played in Russia for a long time, so go ahead and play in Russia. You like it so much. You just found out what it's like. When you go to Russia and you break the law, you didn't like it, did right. you? Okay. Right. Now, I, I, I have visual evidence of this, Pat. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be, this is the visual evidence of the exchange, the physical exchange of Brittany Griner for, um, I forget what the guy's name is, but it's for the merchant of death. The two are being physically exchanged. So I'm going to play this through to about the 15, 16 second mark in, in, and then we're going to talk about this because I, I want you to realize what you are seeing here. Okay, so if you're not watching on the Rumble page, please go back, watch it, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. But what you witness here is the exchange is happening and the people who are making the exchange are shaking hands, right? And we've right. got Brittany Griner and we've got the Merchant of Death. The, all you need to know about Brittany Griner and her belief system about America is this. She is not just great. She is she's grateful to be out of that horrific Russian prison, right? Right. So much so that the Russian media in which the excuse me, not the Russian media in which, but the Russian media had to edit out that exchange. Why? Because we have been told <clears throat> that Brittany Griner shook the hand of the merchant of death and then walked onto the plane. Yeah. In what world do you say, you know what? I'm going to shake the hand of a terrorist i can understand being grateful for being uh on a plane to america except for britney griner 
hates America. It is not about the national anthem for me. It has nothing to do with her ability right. to speak about the the perceived ills or any of that. No, 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 no. She has been on record multiple times talking about how America is a bad country. Not that right. America has problems, but that at its core, it's a rotten country. Go somewhere right. else. And that's what I was trying to get to ultimately. Okay. So in this video, Pat, they stealthily edit at the 12 second mark. Go watch the video for yourself. But at the 12 second mark, you see her making a move forward. And the only two people that she could have been shaking a hand with would have been the merchant of death or the the Russian individual. Oh, uh, the, the Russian handler. Okay. Mm hmm. It was the merchant of death who she was shaking the hand of the the Russian media edited that part out because the next clip that you see at frame two at 12 seconds is Brittany Griner having already walked past the crowd. That is a physical impossibility for those two things to have existed together. There is a jump cut that is made in this alleged live video from the Russian media that was allowed to film this. They were editing that out on purpose because it looks terrible for Brittany Griner because mm -hmm. it is. She is not what? a good person. Number one, number two, she broke a law in Russia. And yes, did she get treated very harshly for it? Absolutely. And did her status as a an American athlete have something to do with this? Absolutely. A hundred percent. It did. But you played a really stupid game and you won really stupid prizes, my friend. Mm -hmm. And the person who's suffering the most is Paul Whalen. Oh, I feel for Paul Whalen and his family. This has got to be. Do you? Brittany Griner? I'm sure yeah. she does. Yeah, because she got four days of the taste of four years of what. Paul Whelan has done has gone through in a Russian um, work camp. Mm -hmm. She got four days of that. And by the way, here's our fine friends at uh, at the White House talking about this. President Biden keeps his promises, and today he fulfilled a deeply important promise to bring Brittany Griner home to a family that loves her a team that misses her, and a country that has marveled at her strength and courage. Brittany no, said- no, 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 no. I can't take it. What country, what part of this country is marveled at bravery and strength? There's nothing brave or str or, or strong about what she has done. Nothing. Well, I'm going to repeat she that. Goes on to say, she goes on to say, unfortunately, the choice became either Brittany bring Brittany home or no one really no one no one not even Paul Whelan why wouldn't you this is what the part that I don't get mm -hmm. why wouldn't you trade for Paul Whelan instead look there there's parts of the Paul Whelan story that people need to look up for themselves and understand because it sounds like he was becoming an active part of an enemy of Russia okay that he had gone over there not as a citizen of U the Ukraine, but as a citizen of the United States and attempted to get involved. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, way back. Okay. This isn't like mm -hmm. recent. This is like six years ago, I want to say. Somewhere right. around those lines. Okay. And was attempted to be involved in action. Now, the allegations probably trumped up and all of these things. That's fine. 
But you have to be careful about that story. You really do because you don't know what is and isn't true. How the hell did Paul Whelan end up in Ukraine as a private citizen? No longer a member of the military anymore, by the way. Now, that having been said, all of that having been said, this is easy if I'm the Joseph Marinette Biden administration. You want one of the world's biggest terrorists back? This is a two-for-one exchange. Otherwise, pound freaking sand. And we'll right. find a way to bring these people back. Okay? We'll find a way through the CIA. We'll find a way through our covert operations to do this. Um, it, it's insane. This is absolutely insane to suggest that this is the trade that we're going to make. This is an insult on so many levels. It's an it's insult disgrace. because of Brittany Griner's personal prerogatives on America. It's an insult on the suggestion that this was a one-for-one trade, that we that this is the person that, that we decided that Russia can have back for Brittany Griner. And as somebody put on Twitter, Pat, um, and I'm going to give credit where credit is due. This is from Blaine Crane, at Blaine underscore Crane on Twitter. This is the only WNBA trade that has ever made headlines. <laughs> and with that, Pat, oh, um, I've got to get to my worst story of the week. And this is out of Loudoun County in Virginia. Okay. And we'd known about the issues and um, the cover up and some of the things that went on over the, the summer. Right. We talked about these things and the known. Uh, potential cover-up of a sexual assault that happened from a quote-unquote trans male who was really just a teenage boy wanting to <clears throat> sexually assault and rape people because he's a sociopath. But um, the Washington Post could barely be bothered to report on any of it in depth until today. Matt Taibbi, far from a local, did the most definitive deep dive on this. Okay? This is the grand jury that was convened this is their report quote we believe that throughout this ordeal lcps as loudon county public schools administrators were looking out for their own interest instead of the best interest of lcps this invariably led to a stunning lack of openness transparency and accountability both to the public and the special grand jury there were several decision points from senior lcps administrators up to and including the superintendent to be transparent and step in and alter the sequence of events leading up to the October 6, 2021 BRHS sexual assault. They failed at every juncture. We conclude that the, the we conclude there was not a coordinated cover-up between LCPS administrators and members of the LCSB, uh, meaning the school board. Okay. Indeed, except for May 28th, 2021, emails from the superintendent, the LCSB, both as a body and its individual members were deliberately deprived of information regarding these incidents until after the October 6, 2021 sexual assault. And even then, they learned not from the superintendent's office, but instead from public reporting that the assailant was the same one from that May 28th incident. We also believe the October 6, 2021 abduction and sexual assault of a female student at Broad Run High School could have and should have been prevented. A remarkable lack of curiosity and uh, adherence to operating in silos by LCPS administrators is ultimately to blame for the October 6th incident. While we strongly believe that LCPS bears the brunt of the blame for the October 6th incident and the transfer of the student from the first high school to the second high school, 
a breakdown of communication between and amongst multiple parties, including the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, the Court Services Unit, and the Loudoun County Commonwealth Attorney Office, led to the tragic events that occurred. So let me be abundantly clear here. What we know from the grand jury testimony, Pat, not one, not two, but three, four, five different times people were being made aware about the sociopathic nature of this individual. They hid it. They hid behind the queer identities, the queer theory, and covered this up on multiple levels. And there were multiple victims of this cover up, by the way. The, we're talking about the Loudoun County School Board not having an ability to have the, all of the information to make correct decisions. We're talking about transferring one student who was a danger to another from one high school to another to cover this up and then allowing that individual to be exposed literally and figuratively. And the details of the second assault that took place on October 6th of 2021 is disgusting. It is awful. It is terrible. I'm not even going to mention it here on the program. But I will tell you this, Pat, the fact that they're more worried about the gender theory, queer theory crowd than they are of protecting students is a damnation on our entire, our entire society. They're more afraid of taking action on somebody who happens to try to identify that way than stopping a sociopath from altering the lives of multiple little girls. And we're talking about some of the most heinous actions that you can think of. And it happened in a freaking classroom the second time, right in front of people. And they did effing nothing about it. All of you deserve all of the hell that you're getting. Go to hell, go to jail, be done. Bye-bye. I, I, I just can't. Now, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And I just, I, I can't even. I can't even. I, I'm going to leave Michael Knowles for my, um, my side of things here, Pat. Okay. Michael, do you know what the leading cause of death for pregnant people is? Pregnant people? Mm hmm Mothers? Women? If you'd like to call them mothers, not all of them are mothers, but if you'd like to call them that. What are they if they're not mothers? They're pregnant people. What, what people are they? Please be smart, be safe, be kind, eat all your meals this weekend. As always, Matthew 547.